This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 68 of the Wisdom by Lisa show on the Horse Radio Network. And I'm Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Well, after a brief hiatus, we're all back together, and we have Sophia on the line as always. Sophia, you know, in the shows we have covered the 90s, the early 2000s, now we're moving into 2010 and beyond. What can you tell us about WISA history during that period? Yes, we're excited to be back again. So in 2012, WESA, along with um, today's guests, we celebrated our 90th anniversary. And then in 2018, WESA went through a pretty big rebrand to cater to a more global audience, um, as well as also catered to Western and English. Um, and then a little later, we also announced the board decisions to move the trade ship from Denver, Colorado to Dallas, Texas. So it was a busy decade for us. It sure was. Now, we got a good guest today, and he's dedicated a lot of his time to WISA uh, on the board uh, and as a member. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, that's correct. So Gene House was on the board in the early 2000s and then moved up to eventually become the president in 2011 and served through 2012. But that wasn't all for him. He then was nominated again and is currently um, a board member right now. And we look forward to talking to him. But speaking of the board, uh, where can people find out more about the current board, who they are and who they represent, what they do, those kind of things? Um, you can find the information on com or more specifically on our About page. The board is listed there along with their titles and also for how long they are serving. We also include a picture of the current board in the WESA directory for each trade show. And then, um, yeah, the trade show, too, you can spot them by looking for their silver name badge. And just like our guest mentions today, you can always stop them for any questions, comments, recommendations or anything else. And they're always happy to help. Well, and we know how important boards are. And I look forward to talking to Gene uh, House about that very topic. Gene House has been in the Western industry for more than 40 years. The first third is an independent rep and then a sales manager for M&F Western Products. Gene has been a longtime member of WISA and served as president in 2011 and 2012 after serving on the board. And now he's back on the board. We chat with him about all this today. If you're into horses, regardless of your specific interest, you really need to listen to Horse Radio Network's live morning show, Horses in the Morning. This five-day-a-week show covers virtually everything important in the horse world. 
If you can't catch the show live at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, it's posted on the Horse Radio Network website immediately afterwards. Gene House, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate the, the offer to let me do this. Well, I know you've had a long career in the Western industry. You have been president of WISA that we'll talk about. You were on the board. You are back on the board. You have some great perspective uh, on the industry and on the organization. But for the benefit of our listeners, let's go back a little bit and track your history in this industry, if you would, please. Well, I started about 1975 and was a independent rep for for 30 years and just worked for several different companies in the hat business, saddle business, pack business, boot business. I've, I've sold just about everything. I basically traveled to Arizona, New Mexico, and part of West Texas for all those years. I really enjoyed it and met some very nice people and uh, some great did did some work for some great companies. So. Okay, then then you ended up in your current position. Go ahead and tell us about the transition. Well, uh, I worked for M&F Western Products for about 19 years, and I quit in 1997. And the owner and I remained friends, and uh, he kept asking me to come back to work for him, and we could never work it out. And about eight years ago, we finally got it worked out, and I came back, and I'm the national sales manager for M&F Western Products. Okay. One thing I like to, to ask people who've been in the business as long as you have is the changes that you've seen in the in the product and the design and the technology, basically in what you're offering to the customer today compared to what you were offering to the customer uh, way back when you started out and what those changes have been uh, in terms of what people are carrying in terms of products today. Yeah. It, it is amazing how much our industry has changed in, you know, whatever, whatever this has been, 40-something years. It is It has changed from individual-owned Western stores, what typically, typically called mom-and-pop stores, and now there's lots of corporate-type stores, and the mom-and-pops are slowing down. Um, you know, you, you used to not, you dealt, you went in the store and dealt with the owner right then. And now lots of stores, the owner's not even there anymore. And the products have changed so, so, so much. It's, uh, it's you know, very, very, very different uh, category of, uh, of accessories and stuff that we sell now. Uh, you know, the basic stuff, it's still boots, hats, belts, wallets, purses, but they've all changed and, and some for the better and some not for the better, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's been, a, it's been an amazing 45 years. Let me tell you. Well, it sounds like something you have enjoyed. Um, and let's shift a little bit now and talk about OISA. Uh, when you and I talked the first time, you told me the story of, uh, of how you became involved in OISA, but let's review that again too, uh, for our listeners. Well, uh, I've been a member of WESA since 1984, and I had a guy come to me in uh, 1998 and asked me to run for the WESA board. 
And I really didn't know much about it, but as I talked to him and got into it more and more and more, it seemed like a good thing to do. Uh, you know, the board is really an oversight for our uh, for our industry. Uh, you can't you can't take your individual needs into that board. You got to look at the the industry and t- try to take care of the industry. But uh, I was uh, elected in 1999 and uh, was on the board through t- December of 14. And then, as you say, I was reelected and came back on the board in uh, April of 2021. You also served as president, however, yes? Yes, sir. I, uh, I was selected to the executive committee in 2003 and worked my way through the chairs and was president uh in 20 from 2010 to 2012 i believe it was so gene let's talk a little bit about the role of the board um and if i am or there's a younger member of wisa someone not necessarily in age but in terms of the the number of of years they've been in the business and someone approaches them and say have you ever considered uh serving on a board what does one think of before they commit uh the time and the effort to join uh, a WISA board or maybe any uh, type of a, a retail association board because I don't think it's something you just do uh, uh, for a half an hour a day in the middle of your own job. No, it's not. Uh, basically, when you go on the board, there's we have three meetings a year. And, of course, there's two markets a year. So you, you have to go to the three meetings a year. You have to be at both markets. And then we have functions at the market, and you must be at all those functions and uh, as, as a board and, you know, promote the industry and all that. Uh, it, it's it's not terribly, terribly time-consuming, but you need, to, you need to be aware of all times and things that are changing. And, you know, you have to communicate with the home office. We have an executive director, and she takes care of the every, everyday stuff. But the board of directors are really – what they need to do is look down the road and see what the see if they can figure out what the future of our industry look, is going to look like and where we need to be and how things are changing. And do you do that independently or do you all talk on the phone between meetings or how do you all share other than the three meetings a year? Do you all talk amongst yourselves uh, in between those meetings to, to report what you're seeing, what you're hearing, questions that uh, that you've been asked? Is it really a uh, an ongoing communications role, not just uh, attend three meetings and go home? Uh, yeah, you, you communicate with, uh, you know, of course, when I started early, there was no, there wasn't very much texting and emails and all that. So that, there was lots of phone calls and, uh, you know, like the president would usually reach out if certain, certain things came up and he was, he was, you know, interested in doing this or that he would let you know how he was feeling and what you felt about the situation. So there was lots of communication like that. Of course, now it's it's emails and texts, and we you know we need to do this, or here's where we're headed on this situation, or whatever. But uh, but there there is there is communication and and things to be done uh, all time. Really, everybody calls Amy or our executive director, and she kind of handles the traffic of everybody and sends out questionnaires and that type of stuff. 
Okay. Now, you were on the board. You came back to the board. I'm going to assume that there's some enjoyment in being on the board or you wouldn't have come back. Is that true? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed my first stint, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot about business, about lots of things. You you've got to be you got to have multiple hats on to be on this board directors. There's lots of finance situations. There's what do we do about this? What do we, this has changed? What do we you know we have to we have to find people for doing things against our rules, and you got to stand up as a board and say you can't do that. So it's 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 kind of it's very very uh, involved at certain points, and I just I always like to think that the board looks out, like I say, for the industry, not for one certain company, not for my not for myself. You got to look as the for our industry, the Western industry, the Western lifestyle as a complete package, and that's what you're trying to promote to our Western markets. Well, and I would think that's a, um, a kind of a guideline or a roadmap for the board to always follow. And I would think that that's one of the things that needs to be explained if there's somebody who is interested or is being recruited, as you were, uh, to be on the board. But if a um, <clears throat> if you're talking to someone uh, uh, who's been on some thinking about or I've been asked to consider putting my name up for nomination or running the board, what kind of questions would you ask him or what kind of topics would you discuss so that you and he both understand what that responsibility is that they're assuming? Well, it's basically, do you have a commitment to the Western industry? And, you know, can you give up some of your time from your job? Because this will take, we do, we have meetings on weekends. Uh, you know, we usually fly in on Friday and fly out on Sunday. So there are some weekends you're going to give up. Can your family, you know, can your family stand this deal? But uh, the basic thing is we need a commitment that you are for the Western industry, for the uh, keep the Western industry in the forefront and moving forward. That's what we need. And for clarification for our listeners, how long is a term on the board? Two years. Okay, so it's a two-year term. Yes, sir. Okay. You're reelected every two years, and then when you get selected to go on the EC, the executive committee, then you're not up for election anymore. You just go through the, the chairs and work your way through the top and out. Okay. Well, I I think that uh, it's important for our members and our listeners to understand that this is a working board. Um, It's not just a a rubber stamp board that does what the administration thinks they should do. Uh, You uh, actually spend the time and the effort during meetings and outside of meetings, trying to provide and analyze and discuss uh, the topics and the issues that are important. And my guess is there may be different issues that you faced when you first went on the board than you face as a current board member. Would that be correct and fair to say? Yes, sir. Very, very much so. What kind of issues when you first got on, what issues were important to the members at that time in terms of carrying on the day-to-day Western industry business and compare that to what they are today? 
Well, our, as a as a board, your battle is to get uh, vendors or uh, people to show your com- the companies to come to your market and show. But you also are in, are trying to get uh, stores to come to buy from those vendors. So it's it's you're juggling two balls here or twelve balls here, but you're juggling trying to you gotta you gotta take care of your vendors, the companies that sell at your market. But you also have to take care of the people that are coming in from the stores. You've got to you got to keep both of them happy. And sometimes what the uh, buyer wants, the company doesn't want to give up. So WISA is kind of a mediator between that those two things. And we have to we have to keep both both parts of our market happy and keep them coming back to our market, make it the best in the world. And I would suppose part of that challenge is that on the uh, company side and on the retailer side, there are fresh companies and fresh faces and fresh people every year who may not have any history or as much history as the board does that sometimes need some education. Yes, sir. It uh, Our industry has changed a lot. When I first started, uh, the owners of the companies, uh, came to the markets. You know, you had the owners of Tony Lama Boot Company. Tony Lama was there. You had the owners of every company that came to the market. Anymore, you hardly have that. It's their corporations have bought them. Uh, you know, it's it's it has changed a whole lot. So it's it's a challenge to keep everybody focused on the Western market. And, uh, you know, the company deal has changed. The stores have changed. Like I say, there's corporate stores now. They're not, you know, we have 200 store chains, 275 store chains. It's, it's incredible how things have changed. Well, and I guess that's just something that the board needs to uh, uh, be able to deal with. And I think the people who are selected, uh, elected to the board and move on to the executive committee are well aware uh, that those have been the changes. And dealing with them uh, is really the lifeblood of what WISA is all about. And actually, we like to think that this podcast helps educate uh, both sides of the fence as we have retailers on, we have brands on, we have people like like you, uh, who can speak with the uh, <clears throat> from the direction uh, and man- management and board perspective on the industry, um, and so I think, and this may not be unique to our industry. Probably most associations uh, face those issues, but these are the ones that uh, uh, WISA faces, and we face it in the Western industry. And it's really been kind of interesting to have someone like you come on and speak from the board perspective. Uh, we, we have, we've had people who've been on the board, but we were talking more about other things in the Western industry and you've been able to give us a good perspective of what it's like to sit in a board seat and look out on the industry and explain what you and your fellow board members obligations are and what you and we hope they understand is your responsibility. Yes, sir. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's the, the main goal of the WISA board is to promote the Western industry. That's, that's our job. You know, uh, everything that we make, uh, goes right back into the end into our industry. Uh, we're a nonprofit deal. We put all the money right back into it through from 
promotions to get uh, retailers to our market. We we give away breakfast. We do. We have little parties. We have little uh, all kinds of events. We give away some things. It's just we just trying to get people there to buy stuff and sell stuff so we can keep our industry going forward. And I think buying and selling stuff is a pretty basic, uh, <laughs> a pretty basic premise to get this far going. You know, Gene, we'd be remiss if we did go back a little bit and spend a, a, just a few moments and have you tell us a little more about M and F. Well, M M and F Western Products was started fifty one or fifty two years ago. Um, my boss, Mickey Eddins, borrowed seven hundred and fifty dollars. And he bought boot jacks and put them in the back of his car and went around to Western stores and sold them. And 52 years later, we're probably the largest Western accessory company uh, in, in the Western industry. Uh, we have become huge. And my uh, my boss is puts all his money right back into the company. He doesn't he doesn't play the stock market. He doesn't do anything. His money is right out there in the warehouse. So. He has done an amazing job. The whole Eddins family is involved in the in MNF Western products. He has three boys and his wife. They still work every day. Mickey's my boss is seventy nine years old. He goes to work dang near every day. You know, he is completely committed to the Western industry and MNF Western products. And my guess is way back then, seven hundred and fifty dollars was a big number. <laughs> Yes, sir. He uh, he he said he just really didn't know how he's going to pay it back, but it it has worked out and worked out well. And I think he has. Uh, it, it's a, yes, sir. It's a, it's a great. I'll family. bet it's all paid back. <laughs> hey, Gene, listen, <laughs> yes, it's been sir. fun talking to you, um, and I uh, uh, I enjoy hearing from the board perspective. Um, because I think it's important that all the WISA members uh, understand the role of the board. Um, one question, if I am or I'm a retailer, or I'm a brand, I'm whatever, and I want to get a message to the board or a question to be considered by the board, how do I do that? Call us toll-free or send us an email. And uh, anything that comes in from, from vendors and or retailers, we discuss at the board board meetings. And lots of times they have great suggestions, and we need them. You know, we need them. They have a different perspective than we do. And we may be overlooking something that would help our industry either for the retailer or the, or the companies uh, they're selling. So you're encouraging the members to reach out if they have an idea or an issue because the board will address it, which I think is a very positive point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we, we like, we like for the members to be involved. Uh, sit down, write us an email, put it in, put it in writing, and it will be discussed at the next board meeting. Okay. We, that is a, that is a function that we definitely do. And on that note, Gene, we're going to let you go back and sell accessories. Okay. I appreciate your time so much. All right. Thank you. The show notes and links from today's show can be found on the website, wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd like to hear your feedback. If you go to that website, there's a link, a contact link, when you can share your thoughts. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. 
You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free, and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets. <laughs>